0: Hello and welcome to the Fertility and Femtech podcast, brought to you by Zonas, where we aim to educate you on all taboo topics in women's health. You can learn more on our YouTube channel or at yourzonas.com. Hello everyone, I am Dr. Ravina, NHS doctor specialised in women's health, and I'd like to welcome you to this dedicated channel for women's health. Today we'll be discussing when should you be doing your pregnancy test? So if you have any questions or comments that you'd like to make, please drop them in the comments below. I find them really useful and I read them all. So um, any comments you make can help benefit our community of women and any questions that you write, we can then make videos for you to um, answer those better. If you have any other questions, feel free to message me on Instagram at dr.ravina. You can follow me on TikTok and please do subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also share this with anyone who you think may benefit so that we can continue to disseminate evidence-based information. So today we'll be discussing when you should be doing your pregnancy test. So what I found is that women do different things. So you get some women who will do a pregnancy test um, as soon as they've had an episode of unprotected sexual intercourse, and then they'll do another pregnancy the next day, another one the next day, or they'll do um, you know it weekly until they notice they have a missed period. Now, the issue with this is that if you're doing this every month, this can get a little bit expensive, um, I do appreciate that trying to conceive is really difficult, and not only is that there that financial sort of implication of buying pregnancy tests several every month, and you know you get these electronic ones which aren't very cheap, but not only is there their financial implication, but there's also a huge emotional implication associated with doing repeat pregnancy tests. Especially if you're a couple that have been trying to conceive for a long period of time, there'll be emotion associated with every single pregnancy test that you do, and it can be really um, demoralising if you you know you keep getting negative tests. So I really want you to use this video to your advantage to help not only your your, your fertility journey, but also your mental health so that you aren't wasting pregnancy tests, but you're actually just doing pregnancy tests at the ideal time for you and your menstrual cycle. So let's first start off with talking about how hormones change during your menstrual cycle. So let's start at the beginning. So first part of your menstrual cycle will be your follicular phase. And this is where the follicle will slowly grow and it will get bigger and it will mature to get to the maturation stage where it's ready to be popped out of the ovary and be released as an egg that can now be fertilized. Now that process, that follicular phase, can vary from month to month and it can vary from person to person. So if you have irregular cycles, it may be because that follicular phase is varying in length. So as that follicle is growing and getting bigger, and as it's growing to get to that point of ovulation, you're also getting a hormone released called estrogen. And estrogen will slowly increase as you're going through that follicular phase. And the estrogen helps to protect your womb, to allow it to be a really lovely environment um, for your baby to grow into throughout the nine months. So as that estrogen increases in its level, it will reach a threshold level. And once it hits that ideal point, it will then trigger a new hormone to be produced called LH, known as luteinizing hormone. And you'll get a luteinizing hormone surge, an LH rise, 12 to 24 hours before ovulation. And it's that rise that triggers to your ovaries, okay, you've matured, you're ready to be released, and you're ready to be fertilized so ovulation occurs which is generally around day 14 if you have a 28 day regular cycle but it may vary if you have any deviation in your cycle length and so you have an egg that's released and your tubes your fallopian tubes will suck that egg into the tube it will find it in the pelvis and the human body is amazing that it's able to do that and that egg then travels down the tube to fertilize the sperm that hopefully will be there and ready to fertilize your egg. Once they meet, once fertilization occurs, an embryo will be formed. And as it multiplies, as those cells divide, they will then produce a slightly bigger embryo called a blastocyst. And a blastocyst will then implant itself into the walls of your womb. And As you've released an egg, your estrogen and your progesterone will slowly start to increase. And it increases so that it can produce a really healthy, juicy environment for your your baby to grow into. And you'll have lots of blood vessels and really nice nutrients so that your baby can grow. Now, that embryo that has implanted itself into the womb is now going to start producing a hormone called beta-HCG. And this comes from the developing placenta. And this may happen around eight to nine days after you've ovulated. So if you ovulate on day 14, then this could be implanted at around day 23. So now let's go back to the ovary. And the ovary where it's, the ovaries just released your egg. And what's left is the follicle. So if you imagine an egg that you eat, once you break the egg, imagine the yolk has been released into the tube and now what's left is just the shell. And that shell is called, turns into something called the corpus luteum. And the corpus luteum is what's responsible for keeping that that estrogen and progesterone level high. So we actually need that shell because it's really useful with maintaining your pregnancy and allowing there to be that really nice, healthy environment. So, once your baby, once your embryo is implanted, you're producing beta HCG from that, and you're also having estrogen and progesterone being uh, released and staying high from your corpus luteum. Now, if you don't have a fertilized egg, and say if you don't have fertilization that month, which in most cases, every month you have your period, you're not going to get fertilized every month, but that follicle will then not produce a corpus luteum, it will produce something called a corpus albicans. And that will then mean that your estrogen and progesterone levels will not be maintained because the old corpus albicans will reduce those levels so that all your hormone levels drop and then you have your period, which will come the next month. So that's a brief overview of how your hormones change once you ovulate. So now how can we use that information to our advantage to now help us decide when the best time is to do a pregnancy test. So a pregnancy test will pick up your hormone called beta-HCG. So beta-HCG you may see on the back of pregnancy tests and it might say it's a beta-HCG test rather than a pregnancy test. And the reason why that is, is because when you dip pregnancy test into your urine, that's the hormone that we're looking for. And as I explained, the beta-HCG is released from that implanted embryo around day nine post ovulation. It's not ideal to do a pregnancy test at around day nine. And the reason why is for a couple of reasons. The reason why we don't advise to do a pregnancy test nine days after ovulation or nine days after sexual intercourse is because it might just be a little bit too early. So there's two things to consider. The first is that your period cycles, they may be really regular, but the follicular phase may deviate from month to month. It may also deviate from person to person. So just because you have 28 day cycles in one month, it may actually be a 30 day cycle the next month or a 29 day cycle or, you know, a 26 day cycle. So that means that follicular phase may differ from month to month. So your ovulation may not be on the exact day that you think it is. So the nine days may just be a little bit early. The second thing to consider is because you are testing so early, the pregnancy test that you're using has to be sensitive enough to pick up such a low level of the beta-HCG that's found in your urine. Not all pregnancy tests will have the same sensitivity and accuracy, so it may say um, negative that you're not pregnant, but it may just be because it can't pick up that very small concentration of hormone that you have in your urine sample. So because of that, we suggest that you do your pregnancy test at around two weeks post unprotected sexual intercourse or two weeks post-ovulation. And this is because it gives your body that time to increase your level of beta-HCG so that it's high enough to be picked up by your urine pregnancy test, so you have a high enough concentration. And it is best to do this test in the morning because that's when your urine will be most concentrated. So your beta-HCG will be most concentrated at that time. Because obviously as you drink water, um, your urine will become more dilute, so may not give you you know, the most accurate reading if you have a low level of hormone in your dilute urine. And the second thing to consider is if you do it two weeks uh, post ovulation, then that will be around the time that you're expecting to get a period anyway. So if you have a missed period, then that would be you know, the right time to do your pregnancy test rather than sooner than your missed period. So therefore you'd have two signs. One, you'd have the missed period, and two, you'd have a pregnancy test that would be positive. So um, that's why we we would sort of use that as a secondary way to confirm your pregnancy if you do have the missed period. So another thing to consider is if you are someone that have underlying gynaecological issues, if you have irregular cycles, if you have longer cycles, if you have PCOS, then you may not necessarily get that missed period at that two week mark. So what we would say is wait another two weeks So that'll be four weeks post ovulation or post sexual intercourse when you should do your pregnancy test. So some key points that I just wanna finish off with are there are situations when you can do a pregnancy test and you can get a false positive. So one of those things is um, if you have a chemical pregnancy and I'm going to do a video on chemical pregnancies because I've had loads of questions to do with what it is and um, how you can check for it. So that's one example of where you get a positive pregnancy but it's not a viable pregnancy. Another situation where you can get a positive pregnancy test but it's not a viable pregnancy is an ectopic pregnancy and another is a molar pregnancy. So these are two types of pregnancies where you are producing beta HCG, but they will not um, and are very unlikely to produce a healthy pregnancy. So in these cases, we would get a transvaginal ultrasound scan done, one, to see if it where the pregnancy is. So that's especially important if you've got an ectopic pregnancy, because a lot of the pregnancies will happen in the tubes. And we need to do this quite quickly so that the tubes don't rupture. And we have got a video on ectopic pregnancy coming out soon. And in terms of molar pregnancies, um, this wouldn't be a viable pregnancy. So we need to do a, not only a scan, but we may also need to do some further tests to make sure um, if it is molar or not. So those are just a few things for you to keep in the back of your mind. So that concludes today's video. Um, I hope you found it useful. If you do have any questions, as always, please drop them in the comments below and do share this video with people who might find it useful. All the best. Take care. Bye.